Hey, this is the Restless Ben podcast, and I'm your host, Ben Orndorff. All of the podcast stories are available, complete with pictures, at RestlessBen.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at RestlessBen, and subscribe to the Restless Ben YouTube channel for video compilations. Today's episode is about settling into my new reality as a solo traveler. With no responsibilities or timelines, I get into a routine that includes surfing, street food, and sweating profusely. Unlike vacationing, long-term travel develops organically along the way, building an airplane in flight. After a 14-hour flight from Dulles to Incheon, South Korea, and a six-hour hop down to Bali, I had put the rough part behind me. It was midnight when I walked to the Korean air counter to declare my delayed baggage. They scheduled my backpack to be dropped off at lodging that I haphazardly set up using their desk phone, and with almost mafioso flair, handed me an unmarked envelope with 600,000 Indonesian rupiah for my inconvenience. Don't get too excited, it's about 50 bucks, but that goes a good little ways here. I opted for the budget room option at a budget spot in Kuta Beach near the airport. Fan cooled instead of AC and cold water shower. It ran me about eight bucks. Who wants a hot shower in a tropical climate anyways? Kuta Beach is a bit too touristy and crowded for my taste, but I didn't want to stray too far from the airport until I got my backpack. The next day I did a bit of surfing and got my ass absolutely handed to me by a local playing chess in a shaded part of the beach. That evening, I walked around the Kuta Beach area to take in the sights and get some local street food. I don't want to be the one to tell them, but somebody should let this place know that the massage parlor market might be saturated. You can't go 10 feet without being catcalled by a zombie apocalypse horde of masseuses. The next morning, I was reunited with my backpack and ready to make moves. I rented a moped with a surf rack and hightailed it south out of Kuta for the backpacker and surf haven of Uluwatu. Driving a moped in urban areas is an absolutely hair-raising endeavor. Not only do they drive on the other side of the road, but the entire experience is like Luke Skywalker shooting the Death Star gap. In order to not die, you have to join the locust swarm zipping in and out of slower-moving vehicles in a torrent of other mopeds. After a considerable amount of cursing, I made it out of the city limits where the roads mercifully shrunk down to two lanes and actually became enjoyable to cruise on. With no reservations, I pulled up to the spot Google Maps decided was Bingen Beach and asked around for budget accommodations. I settled on a nondescript guest house that was directly on the beach, nestled into the terraced hillside about 40 feet above the high tide mark. It required me to park my moped at the top of the cliff and descend a long, steep, concrete staircase in utter disrepair. Dripping with sweat and wondering what I could jettison from my backpack to make it less arduous to haul around, I negotiated down the price of my little thatched hut room to a tolerable 15 bucks a night. The view from the balcony was unbeatable, but if another tsunami came rolling through, I decided I didn't like my chances. Oh well, yo-do. I grabbed my little go bag and headed back up through the shaded rainforest staircase to my scooter for some exploring. After getting the lay of the land, I had some local Balinese food for dinner and then splurged on a tiny dessert at one of the posh cafes geared towards Westerners to poach some Wi-Fi. Uluwatu is an international melting pot with something for everyone, especially if you're a surfer. We'll be right back after this. Every good go bag has a headlamp, and I definitely needed it on the way back down through the dark to my little lodging perch. To my dismay, high tide had totally covered the beach, which I had used to walk to my guest house, and water was lapping against the stone terraced wall rising steeply up the hillside. 
I opted to hop through two private businesses' balconies until I reached a solid ground again. When I climbed under my mosquito net and into bed, I made sure to bring my headlamp to do a sweep for any stowaway bloodsuckers. There is a certain futility to this task. I managed to kill two, but spotting them all is impossible. The lucky ones that evaded me now had exclusive access to my completely exposed body all night. If they just took a bit of blood and called it good, I wouldn't really take much issue with it. However, I react horribly to mozzie bites with big, itchy welts, and they seem to be a finicky bunch when it comes to sticking you. Like an inexperienced nurse trying in vain to start an IV, the same asshole mosquito will stick me over and over in search of the perfect spot. The next few days were used to recalibrate my expectations for the new normal. I would always be a bit sticky, mosquito bites are inevitable, my dirty clothes will accumulate rapidly in heaps around my room, organization of my possessions requires totally emptying my backpack, and most concerningly, at the end of the day, I'm here on my own. I've been bullshitting with people while sitting on my board waiting for waves and in passing, but I was definitely going to miss my core friend group back home. As if the universe heard me, the same day, two separate friends reached out about linking up in Bali in the coming week. Haha, <laughs> suck it, loneliness. I've accepted that this adventure is going to be a mix of linking together visits with people I know, striking off into the unknown to meet new people, and, from time to time, experiencing life solo. I think I can handle that. My daily routine in Uluwatu has been somewhat structured of my own design. I wake up with the sun and make my morning oatmeal with local fruit, nuts, and honey, just like back home before catching the morning surf. As the sun begins to reach its peak, I seek shade in the local gym, which charges a buck for walk-ins. In the afternoon, I go seek out new beaches or a chill cafe to do some reading. In the evenings, I get a massage and I'm in bed by 9 p.m. So far, so good. Thanks for tuning in. Check out RestlessBen.com for all the stories complete with pictures. At the bottom, there's a contact form to get all the newest podcast episodes sent directly to your inbox, as well as new travel videos and blog posts, so you can keep up with my whirlwind adventures. I've also included links at the bottom of my blog to some of my favorite gear on Amazon.com. Regardless what you buy, if you use my link to reach the Amazon portal before you get whatever it is your heart desires, I get a tiny little ad revenue. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps me stretch my travel a bit longer. I'm basically like a Girl Scout, but instead of delicious cookies, it's pretty much anything you can imagine. And instead of using the money to go camping, I'm using it to avoid going back to work. But I'll probably use some of it to go camping too. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben Orndorff, and I'll be back next week with a new episode of Restless Ben.